It's been the stage for countless concerts, become a staple of your theme park Christmas experience, and was so cool that Barbie wanted to have her 40th birthday party there. Woohoo! We are talking about the America Gardens Theater. I'm Cheryl. I'm Ashby. And I'm Molly. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Today the topic is the America Gardens Theater, everyone's favorite concert venue of Walt Disney World. I think. <laughs> Wait, maybe House of Blues. So, in in park concert venue of Walt there Disney you go. World. No, no, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. If if this isn't your favorite concert venue, let us know what is because it. it I can't think of anything else. Yeah. I, you know, that one, that outdoor venue at uh, Disney Springs is really picking up some uh, oh, traction. That Ferrari that's Guy true. Dancer. Oh, definitely. man. Yes. Yeah. Number one attraction. Number one attraction at Walt yeah. Disney World. Is that his, is his name, what is his name? The Ferrari Guy or Ferrari Guy? He, I don't I know don't if it's know. the or not. I, he has I it on his he, vest. I was going to say, he has an Instagram, too. I'm almost positive. Yeah. I feel it's kind of like, you know, how some people call him, you know, Sasquatch and other people call him, you know. Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought you were just being mean to Mr. It depends. I'm sorry. I was like, no one calls him that. No. It depends on what part of the country you're from is what you call Ferrari guy. Right. <laughs> What's the West Coast name for? Yeah. <laughs> Bo- Boogie Diamond Jeans. Because he does mm-hmm. have diamonds on his jeans. Mm-hmm. Sir, I want to just preface this if he's a listener. We are the biggest fans. He brings yeah. Yeah. most joy to my nights at Disney Springs. Like and there's uh, no shade. I, I was gonna say there's. I've been to Disney Springs a few times and it's fine, but he keeps me coming back. Like yes. if it's like the decision to go or not. If if I think I might see him, I'm gonna go. Yeah. So, genuine fans. I there was somewhere a different part of the country, and I wish I could remember where it was. Where the Ferrari guy was like dancing his heart out, and that was the first time I had ever seen him. And then I went like I was at Disney Springs one night, and I saw him there, and I was like, what the this guy is all over the place. So he's like an he's a national sensation. He's Whoa. like the dancing baby. <laughs> oh, I Ooga forgot chaka. about that. Ooga. For Ooga you. Also, by the way, don't Google Ferrari guy. <laughs> I just didn't. It was the wrong guy. Yeah. I don't know His what His name to... is Eddie Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Disney Springs Ferrari guy or a separate Ferrari no. guy? No, the... the the Disney Springs Ferrari guy's name is Eddie Maserati, but if you just Stop if you just it. Google Ferrari guy, it's just oh the picture else. the picture that pops up is amazing. Like you have to do it; it's ridiculous. Wait a minute, is Ferrari for Ferrari? I don't know. I, I'm getting that mixed up as well. Uh, oh, you're right, Eddie Maserati. Have we been calling him the wrong thing? No, but. They say he's his name is Eddie Maserati, the Ferrari guy. This is what this this is like an I'm article so on him. I'm so confused from I the Orlando Sentinel. So this is, is real stuff. Yeah, and in this article, I love that this podcast has turned into Eddie Maserati. Um, <laughs> he has a house in Las Vegas, so I'm wondering if it was in Vegas oh, that I might have seen him one year oh. when I was there. Can I just read a excerpt from the Orlando Sentinel article on him, please? Oh yes, please. He just loves the music, and it's a great way to stay in shape. Quote, 
Um, I tried the gym, but all I saw there was huge, huge men with big muscles and sweat everywhere. And I said, who needs this? I'd rather go where the beauty and the beats are. And I just, end of, end of quotation, now my thoughts on it. Um, yes, exactly. I think if we all lived our life that way, we'd be a lot happier. That's amazing. Stay, stay away nope. from the muscles and the sweaty men and just go right. The beauty and the beats. So if you think about it, those sparkle shorts are his leggings. And mm. the Disney Springs is his gym. Yes. Exactly. Oh, how true. I would just like to clear this up, and this is strictly the first thing that came up when I Googled, so it could be wrong. But it says, is Maserati owned by Ferrari? And said oh, yeah. that. Yeah, clear this up. It's basically an Amer- Italian-American car owned by the giant known as Fiat Chrysler. In the month of July 1997, Fiat itself sold half of the company's stake to Ferrari, which was a longtime competition to Maserati. That made Ferrari have complete dominance over the company and made Maserati under its luxury cars division. So a Maserati now is a Ferrari. Oh, look at that. So he's not a walking enigma. Right. But yet he is. Well, yeah, well, in other ways in, he is, yes. In a lot of other ways, yeah. Wow. Well, hats off to you, Eddie Maserati, the Ferrari man. Yeah. The true mascot of this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can we just have him be a picture? <laughs> if we, we could get this? him to be a guest, I would love to have that oh, deep dive. Me too. I, oh, man, if we got to interview him, that would be phenomenal. Someday, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, back anyway. to America oh. Gardens Theater. Right. <laughs> mm, yeah, so the America Gardens Theater, which I've been saying wrong for a long time now, so I've, I have to say that slowly and clearly every time now. Um, the America Gardens Theater is the su- kind of sunken amphith- amphitheater, another tough word, um, <laughs> in the American Pavilion at Epcot. At Walt Disney World. Correct? <laughs> correct. You you okay. are correct, Molly. So, <laughs> You've nailed it. Um, thank you. Oh, God, I just backspaced on my computer and saw Ferrari guy again. <laughs> oh, so weird. Yikes. So um, weird. So, yes, originally this was, so this is an out, outdoor amphitheater, but it's covered and it's like a full huge setup with um audio and background and you know space for a band and dancing and the whole thing but that's not how it used to be um originally this was just part of the american pavilion that was like a outdoor garden with just one raised small stage um and when epcot opened they had a show running called a celebration of nations Hmm. did it open with the park or did it open after so that's kind of hard. That's I couldn't get very clear information on oh, that. Okay. I, I could only find one video, and it was from a 1993, like, someone's vacation home video. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. But this show actually looked really cool. It was basically all 11 countries were represented with um, two dancers, and it looked like there were just several songs and dance numbers, and it, it looked really cool, actually. So it was totally uncovered. It was just... Um, trying to think of like a example maybe eddie maserati right now like if you just go and look at him (laughs) it's just like a dance number outside um but it looked neat the costumes looked neat so again i can't confirm if that was there when the park opened or not um the earliest video i could find was from 1993 so we're missing quite a few years if something was going on there 
But the other interesting thing I was trying to look at a picture of is um, it's quite a large structure. It's hard to miss like when you're walking by it. Mm-hmm. But when you're on the other side of the World Showcase Lagoon, you don't really notice it or I don't really notice it very much. Have you guys um, not- like uh, what's what's your take on that? I feel like when you're looking across straight across the lagoon, you all you see is the big American Adventure building. And that's the, what I was. Yeah, I was like just a, thinking there's that. like a ship out there. Right. But I yeah. don't notice the theater. Yeah, I was just like imagining like, okay, when I'm walking up that middle pathway from Future World, yeah, like I feel like maybe I (laughs) – now I'm having like these doubts of like, wait, what was I actually seeing across the lagoon? Because I always thought, yeah, it was the – I thought it was the American Adventure um, pavilion building. If you you think about it, the the show, like it's an amphitheater, so like the seats go kind of down towards the stage. The stage is pretty far down, and I've never taken the time to look, but next time I'm there, I I feel like the stage might be – near water level then right or um or the american adventure is up on an it's elevated or on an incline just kind of want to notice that my brain just got blown because i mean we've all walked around the countries millions of times maybe not millions but probably millions yeah i'm fairly certain it's in the high millions but (laughs) there is a ramp going up to like America, like on both sides, like it does go up, which now makes sense that then the amphitheater slopes down. Like, why did I never pay attention to this? I always remember it's a pain in the butt because I'm lazy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess yeah. that then would help hide it a little bit more because it is so much more massive when you're standing in front of it. But then if it's kind of below the walkways a little bit, you may not see it as often. It is. It's definitely, it's down. It, it leans down. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, so I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's just the way that they designed the backside of that building that it just kind of like, it doesn't necessarily blend in, but it just fits in. It's like what we talked about in our uh, Tower of Terror episode where the Imagineers built Morocco, or, you know, had Morocco match, or vice versa, Tower of Terror match Morocco. It's similar to this, where, like, when you look out and you see the pavilion, it looks like it's all part of the building behind it it's very Mm. interesting now now yeah that's so weird that i've never really thought about that before right and it's a pretty large um i don't have the capacity in front of me that was another number i had i had a hard time finding um it's either the 270 or 400 (laughs) right (laughs) just like the buses just depends just all depends yeah um but it it hold in my um kind of odd work experience working in a couple theaters at this point um i feel like i have a little bit of an eye for capacity right and it's not a small capacity theater it it holds a lot of a lot of people yeah for sure and i i you know maybe a third of the seats i'd say are covered um not fully enclosed or anything but covered by like an awning and then the back two-thirds i don't want to say half um I think probably two-thirds, is out in the open. So kind of a lot more easy breezy. There's trees with little twinkle lights on them. Any other kind of visual things I'm missing about this theater, if you were describing this to someone who's never seen this before? It's definitely really pretty at night. It's, it is pretty. When you talk about the lights in the trees, I always love just walking by it. It's a really nice feel. Yeah. And it's crazy now. I'm sure it's probably gone through some renovations over the years, but like... 
when you go there now and you look around, I mean, it's like state of the art theater, like as far as like sound and lights and definitely the control booth. I know, I think they did like a remodel at some point and it's like a giant control room now to handle these, you know, ridiculous concerts and stuff and the, all the different shows that they offer throughout the year now. Well, yeah, let's, let me take you back to 1994. Oh, let's go back in time. Thank you. What were you guys doing in 1994? 94. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What was on your mind? I was seven. Mm-hmm. And I know that I frequented Epcot quite a lot during this time. Central Florida living. Central Florida living. Um, we had se- we were seasonal pass holders, but seasonal pass holders. Seasonal pass holders, which meant that you know before the days of the Halloween part, not the ha- like, they were always kind of around, but like back when they tried to like be like, hey locals, come during the times when no one else is here. Here's a right. cheaper. We would go. Oh, so you had like a pass during the fall and spring or yeah that was blocked out during the summer and like christmas oh you Hmm. know what i would love to have a seasonal pass now i would avoid the summer anyway it's it was pretty great back in the day interesting yeah Hmm. um well my transition here was going to be i in 1994 i was uh, very much into barbie oh yes and um at the same time, so was Disney. They actually had a <laughs> merchandising deal with Mattel at the time. In order to bring in a little uh, synergy, um, they decided to bring a Barbie show yes, uh, they did. to Epcot, which, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this Barbie show. We'll, we'll get into them. They all um, better be positive. <laughs> to, yeah, from my perspective, yes. But um, it seemed a little odd, I guess, to folks of like, why would Barbie be in Disney? Um, but I think if I were to kind of try to relate to the criticism here, it would actually be, wait, why is Barbie in Epcot, though? <laughs> like, if she's going to be yeah. anywhere um, in 1994, Hollywood Studios or even Magic Kingdom, because it's like, She's a character, right? Um, Epcot seemed a little weird, but whatever. The, the only thing that makes it seem a little normal is, like, America. That's a great point. But, I mean, that's it. That, and that's a stretch. Um, and what they ended up doing is the show that was called... Uh, uh, the Magical World of Barbie. Um, what it did is they actually i guess to make it more epcot they pulled in all of barbie's friends throughout the world um and she went on like traveling adventures and so they made it multicultural um and i won't go as far to say educational but um (laughs) kind of featured some different countries in the world showcase so that was a little bit of an epcot tie-in so I didn't personally see this show. I missed it, unfortunately. And Aww. I'm glad I didn't know about it ahead of time or else I would have been very upset about this. But um, <laughs> Cheryl, you have seen this show in person. Oh, I frequented this show quite a few times as a child to the point where I would go so often that I had kind of like an area where my mom and I would go sit and I even made friends at these shows and I had a pen pal that I um, wrote to for many years afterwards that was all thanks to the Epcot Barbie birthday party show. That so, is beautiful. Wow. It, I mean, bringing people together. Bar- that's what, what Barbie does. 
Yeah, I was not expecting that. I She's, thought you were going to be like, I like the beach scene. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I do like the beach scene, and there is a fashion show. So I will be honest, I don't remember the whole story of the show because it has been quite a few years. But, I mean, there was a point where all of the Barbies and friends, Bar- Barbie and her friends, I guess, would yeah, be a better way to better. say that, yeah. did a fashion show and they came out and wore the most beautiful outfits. And at the end, Barbie came out in this white gown. But then Skipper's there too. Ken is there. And I promise you, in looking at pictures, I think that they were all 50 back in the day. I'm not sure how old people were back in the 90s. You think they looked a lot older than they probably were. Yeah. I don't know why. Wait, are you talking about the guests or no, the Barbie. performers? Oh. I feel like, well, maybe it's something in my brain where no matter what, Barbie will always be older than me. So yeah, even when I'm 70, it. she's going to look like she threw the heart of the ocean like into the river. Yeah. Well, and I think there's also an element of like when you're younger, people might look older. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like when I was a kid, like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but like the childhood home that you grow up in you feel like a giant when you walk around mm-hmm. in that right now because of how small you were. And I think maybe there's this element of that, yeah. too. Can I ask a completely random question? When you guys look at Saved by the Bell, like if you've ever seen reruns, <laughs> do they feel like they're younger than you or do they still feel like they're older than you? I think they still feel like they're older. Same. I think I have a Barbie complex much like that Saved by the Bell <laughs> complex. Yeah, you should explore this. This is this might be like a, like a social... Yeah, maybe it's like one of those Mandela effect things where yeah. everyone's mm. convinced that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam back in the day, but that didn't. Oh, that's happen. right. Yeah, that did not happen. What did you? What did you call it though? The Barbie. The bar. I don't know the Barbie effect. Yeah. The Barbie the, effect. The, the, we'll, we'll work on branding, but <laughs> I think this is this is like a developing um, little mind game. I yeah. think we might have to explore on a new podcast called The Barbie Effect. Yeah, because, you know, there's a clear moment when, like, the Disney Channel people, like, you always think that they're kind of older or your age, and now when I watch, like, new Disney Channel shows, I'm like, oh, they're very clearly, like, 12, right? But, like, for the shows that I watched growing up, even though they're probably only, like, 18, 19, and I'm well into my 30s, it's like, nope, they're still 50, aren't they? I don't I don't know. I, I'm i trying to think of, like, because I... The example that I think of is when, like, growing up, I watched Home Improvement. The kids, uh, let's see, we got Brad, Randy, and uh, the one that didn't matter. Mark. I hated him. Mark, yeah. Um, no offense if you listen, Mark, but Sorry, I didn't Sorry, like Mark. Um, but Randy, mm. so the, the actor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he was my age, like, when I was watching the show. So that was, like, a weird – but. Uh, same kind of thing like I didn't think of him as like oh he's just a kid my age he there's this weird like thing that you put on people like I don't know it was weird yeah now when I think about it but anyway I do feel like you know regardless of that Barbie is an icon and she was even back then instilling like a love everybody be powerful you know you've got the Barbie touch and then the best part about that show though was that they had a stretch limo that they parked outside the theater and Barbie would come out and meet you with Skipper, and you could get your picture with her. Wait, they had it on the pathway? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I know that I have a photo with Barbie and Skipper in front of the stretch limo, so it had to have been out there. Interesting. I have a a question. So, because I'm 
was not a fan of Barbie. Sorry, everyone. Um, Boo. I mean, it's not like I didn't like her. I just, you know, I didn't have a Barbie. Correct. Whatever. Um, so was it weird seeing a real live version of Barbie? Or were there other live versions of Barbie that I'm not aware of? Aside from Tyra Banks's Barbie version, I don't think so. I think she's always been animated. But I'll tell you, like, I mean, it, is it weird seeing a giant mouse? Meh, it was kind of the same feeling. Same kind of thing? Okay, yeah. got it. Plus, I always wonder when it's, like, live action people. You know what I mean? Like, instead of it being, like, Mickey Mouse, it's Barbie, a human being. Like, is there a difference of how that translates? Possibly, but for a seven-year-old, they don't. I thought it was, like, a dream come true. I, or I, Again, I didn't see this, but that would have been a dream totally. <laughs> You're, like, in my dream. <laughs> I had this dream. I'm with Cheryl, too. It's, like, when you're seven, it's you don't question the like, are you a cartoon? Are you a doll? Are you are you like a life size meet and greet character? It's just all awesome, basically. You just love it no matter what. Just love it. It was pretty amazing. So this show was for whatever reason, I don't know. I guess Mattel was pumping money into into this deal, but um, this is the Barbie show was why they actually created this as a permanent structure as opposed to just like an elevated stage in the america pavilion um so they invested in like you know a green room and like you said it should be like a tech booth and seats and um like a backstage which was neat however um we can jump in this a little later after the barbie show this was definitely their highest budget show for the next like decade <laughs> and the next couple shows were a little bit lacking but let's rewind back because I just was doing some digging on the internet. And Molly, you actually sent a link of the Barbie birthday party video that came out around that same time. I did. The, like, official Disney promotional video for for the and, Barbie show. And I remember watching that so many times, mostly because I love the cranes and I actually went to the Japan. So for folks who haven't watched it, it's... Barbie's birthday and there's two girls who are like hey we're here for Barbie's birthday it's at Epcot and so they kind of like it's a kind of a promotional video for Epcot where they showcase like different pavilions and what happens there but also they kind of show backstage of the Barbie show like the costuming and the wardrobe and the choreography and how they put it together but one of the girls goes to the different countries and kind of starts getting birthday presents for Barbie I guess and huh. when they go to Japan, there's a lady who makes cranes, and she gives them a crane mobile. And I was obsessed. And back then, you could actually buy those crane mobiles. And I, I think I bought like seven different packets, but I was not smart enough to know how to put it together. And I would start, and I would ruin it, and then I'd cry, and then we'd have to go back to Epcot and get another one. <laughs> so okay, wait a minute. So the crane mobile. So you're like a like a like it's a it's one of those like hanging things that has the cranes. Like from strings? Is that, am I thinking of the right thing here? Exactly. And there was like yeah, okay, this okay. little ball that you could make where you piece together a bunch of them. And that was the hardest part. Huh. But the reason I bring up that video, though, is because um, it didn't really click. I know I had seen the video, but I didn't realize like how much I had a connection to it until I saw the cover of the VHS. Um, and we can put this up on our Instagram. But it is literally old school Barbie with... An outfit I'm sure every kid who had a Barbie back in the 90s had where it's that glitter skirt and it has like the 
palm tree and it looks like it's an LA whatever whatever brand LA gear brand from back in the day oh, yes and she uh-huh. has a visor and there's the Epcot ball and it says Barbie birthday party at Walt Disney World oh, Epcot 94 <laughs> I think you bought you got one of those when you bought a Barbie but it was perfect that's amazing I'm actually very jealous I never saw this I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I have watched videos of it now, so it's okay. There also was, I was trying to find a ton of footage, and I found like a fan tribute um, to the Barbie show, and it was made by like 30-something women who are obviously like fans of the show what? growing up. Um, it's, it's awesome. So they actually did like a wonderful job tracking down former cast members and former performers in the show and so there's Whoa. like yeah interviews and stuff it was i mean that it was some next level stuff but it, i was you know i was impressed i like that kind of i like seeing that kind of passion you know yes wait where is yeah. the is this a video is this something like was it just like a it was on youtube it was, like, it was several it was several <laughs> videos like down I, I again i was trying desperately to find videos of performances here so i could just see how the gar- the you know the theater had changed over the years and kind of stumbled across that gem if i can find it again i'll i'll link to it because it was it deserves a little love i think oh that sounds amazing plus mm-hmm. i wonder what barbie looks like now i didn't don't think they tracked down a barbie but she was the barbie they used um the girl who played barbie in a lot of like the like the promotional video and stuff, she was so fun looking. She was gorgeous. She like looked as close to a Barbie as I've ever seen anyone look like a Barbie. I found Barbie from the video. It was her name was Beth McShane. But when you Google her, the first image that pops up is a side by side of her as Barbie with Ken. Oh my gosh, she has the craziest disco ball earrings. And then a picture of them. <laughs> now i guess she's beautiful beautiful barbie i love this she's a brunette now but as you know you've got to cover those grays somehow maybe she always was you know oh true barbie and ken they really held up over the years he looks younger in his in his photo the older photo he looks younger how interesting it's that barbie effect the Barbie effect. <laughs> oh my god, it is. He was older back then, but now he can be younger. Wow. So, unfortunately, after a year, the magical world of Barbie went dark. Is that like a theater phrase? Went dark. Yep. <laughs> cool. She, she celebrated her birthday, and then that was it. That was it. She peaked, and then they kicked her out. In <laughs> so uh, all wanting more. In all reality, I think the part of the Mattel Disney um, deal kind of fizzled out in, in a way. Um, so instead, they brought in a, a new show called Rhythms of the World, which I couldn't find any information on. But something else happened in 1994, which I think is pretty important to the current day America Gardens Theater. And that was that the Candlelight Processional <gasps> found its new home Whoa. in Epcot. Perfect. Uh, previously, the Candlelight Processional was performed both at Disneyland and at the Magic Kingdom, kind of right at the train station. I think Disneyland still is, <clears throat> in fact. Um, but then in 1994, it was moved from Magic Kingdom to 
Epcot, the America Gardens Theater. Um, let's talk about the Candlelight Processional. I can't believe it's that old. I mean, I had that's the same reaction, right? Be like the longest running show. That that's crazy. That's amazing. Right, and I think I think it doesn't hold that title simply because it's not a like in a cast member run right it's not like a show yeah 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 yeah. confession time i've never seen the candlelight processional in person you haven't Uh, oh oh whoa not the response let's dig into it (laughs) i am so sorry i think it is a lovely show with great singers and a great performer I just am not a big fan of Christmas, and so the added bonus wow. of Christmas okay. music is not fun for me. Right. Well, you have just turned our entire audience against us. I'm so sorry. Please yeah. take it away, Ashby. <laughs> Bring them back for no, us. No. Well, I can't say much about Candlelight. I've seen it, I think, twice. Because honestly, and again, I'm probably talking to the, the minority here, but like, I don't I, – it doesn't have a repeat value for me. Like – I saw the show, goes through the story. Like you said, great singers, narrators. I love that there's different narrators, but like I don't need to go see it again because of a different narrator. I I don't know. It just doesn't – I'm in, I'm in the boat of like I don't need to see it again. I'm glad I saw it, but I'm not a repeat customer. I fully support those repeat customers though. Me too. I was going to say I'm somewhere down the middle. I – I only didn't ever see it, um, and because um, holidays at the Disney parks, when they have special holiday events going on, are just slammed and too oh, yeah. crowded, and that's when I um, do other things in Central <laughs> you go Florida. Go to a cave. <laughs> Let's describe briefly what Candlelight Processional is, though. Oh, go ahead, Molly, since not you've it. seen it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not going to be great at this. Okay, well, just let's, well, I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, it's the, the like, the whole story of Christmas. I'm just going to say like that. Like, the nativity because, story. Right. Yeah, retells yeah. the biblical story of Christmas. Right, yeah, it's not Santa Claus coming down the chimney. It's like, you know. I guess Jesus Santa Christ. Claus like I don't like, know. There's I, no room at the inn. <laughs> I remember there's a song about. Da, 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 yeah, it's, it's like oh. in the manger. Was it a? That sounds like it was from the Barbie show. Was it a salsa? <laughs> no. Like I don't. <laughs> well, there, okay. So as the one person who has seen it and right. dislikes it the most, I, <laughs> I'm in a weird moment. But the reason I've seen it so many times is because I remember that when How I Met Your Mother came out, that was the first year that Neil Patrick Harris started coming to the parks and doing it. He's been doing it for like, what, seven years now? Something like that. Um, but I was obsessed with How I Met Your Mother. So when Neil Patrick Harris was announced, I was like, I'm going to that. I think I went and saw mm-hmm. it like three different times that year. I actually would hang out and wait for him because the theater, there's no way to get away from the theater unless you walk through the park so you know call me a stalker I did I waited for him and I got a photo with him but um yeah he does a little dance during one of them where it like has a boom boom and he'd be like dun, dun, and dance to it and that was the most enjoyable part of the whole thing <laughs> it's basically like if you've ever seen a Charlie Brown Christmas when Linus goes into his like monologue about yes. the story of Christmas that's pretty much it like obviously with songs and 
way more theatrics to it, but that's what you're getting is uh, that story. Yep. And it's like a usually a celebrity narrator um, backed up by a big chorus. Um, sometimes it's a community chorus that has won this opportunity basically to be singing behind the celebrity. Sometimes I believe it's cast members um, oh, try out let's, for it. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So that's mm-hmm. actually a huge, huge deal uh, among cast members at, I mean, in Walt Disney World. Like there are people, because there's a whole sign-up system. Like I remember talking to cast members about this where like they needed to be at the computer at a certain time because that's when the like like the sign up would begin and 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 I don't know the full setup of the choir but I know that um you have like an element like there's different layers to the choir so you have the the players right. from um oh why am I blanking on their name they're the singers from the American Pavilion the Voices the, uh, of Liberty. Voices of Liberty. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot them because they're so wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have people from Voices of Liberty that are in the choir. Then you have people who, uh, I think, like you kind of said, where they might be more of a, like they have training, you know, to be a part of the choir. And then it's just cast members, like uh, whoever was able to sign up. And I know there's an audition process as well. But I, it's like a it's, – it's almost a coveted thing, you know, if people – get the opportunity to be in a show at least once, you know, throughout the the run of the show each year. And they make a tree. And they make a tree, yeah. I think it's an interesting fun fact um, that, yeah, you're seeing cast members, potentially seeing some cast members in, like, a different different role, you know, that you would typically see them. So it's kind of fun. They're not just, like, buckling your – seatbelt all day you know they've got got other talents i think that's pretty neat that's it yeah it's really cool i mean it's really cool that the company has those opportunities for people who want to also feel like they're being creative or performing and Mm -hmm. that might not be their day job but they get to do it over the holidays well and they have a couple groups too because they have um what is that what is the name of the choir group uh they encore oh so there's a a, yeah (laughs) <laughs> there's a group uh, encore which I don't I'm assuming there's an audition process there because those are like you've got some professional singers in those groups typically yeah. and they typically put on a show at, uh, usually once a year I feel like and it's always themed to something and there's a really big turnout for that one um, but again it's all made of you know Disney cast members um, and then there's another group not as popular which is sad because they put on some great stuff, but uh, stage um, is another outlet for cast members. If they're interested in theater, they can audition and be in different um, plays and musicals that they do throughout the year. So it's cool that Disney does offer those programs for the many talents that our cast members have. Yeah. I I would imagine like if you're attracted or a large portion of cast members, if you're attracted to working at Disneyland or Disney World, you have an appreciation for arts and entertainment right so um Mm -hmm. yeah maybe it's not your day job to sing in the voyage of the little mermaid but it doesn't mean you're not don't have a talent so yeah i like i like that outlet opportunity i i did uh i did a couple things with stage and i think that was the coolest thing for me was learning uh, because i don't know just for some reason in my head i had it like oh it's probably mostly entertainment cast members that 
are in these programs. But then as you talk to people and realize like, oh no, this one's a, you know, a front desk person from this particular resort or uh, an attractions cast member or this person's with food and beverage. It was, that was the coolest part. So I think that pretty much wraps up Candlelight Processional. So that started in 1994 at uh, American Gardens Theater and is still running to this day. Um, They get a lot of repeat celebrity narrators. So does anyone know who's going to be there this year? Oh, yes. The list is out. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I I was actually thinking like in my head, you know how um, Saturday Night Live, uh, like Alec Baldwin is like known as the the like he's hosted probably the like most the most times yeah. yeah i feel like i know this probably isn't true but i feel like like neil patrick harris has to be one of the top because he's there every year i think so yeah well, i know that like edward james almost has been doing it for a while and oh that's right whoopi's been doing i mean gary sinise too like there's a oh, lot of whoopi, people yeah. oh gary sinise mm-hmm. that's who i was thinking of gary sinise because he was he used to be the one who would always do it like on Christmas, because I remember that was a big thing for a while. He's got a really great voice. And then remember mm-hmm. when Passion of the Christ came out, and then Henry Caviezel, I think that's his name, whoever played Jesus, did it for like a year, and he had Christmas. I feel like oh, that's that right. was a big deal. Jesus right. would have Christmas. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Kind I mean, of feels unfair. Yeah, appropriate. Can you imagine, like, oh, I'm sorry, you have to get December, like, Fourth. <laughs> or like if you're Whoopi Goldberg and you're like, we're gonna, we're thinking you for maybe Christmas Eve. And she's like, oh, great. And they're like, oh, we got the guy who plays Jesus, though. So, <laughs> so you got bummed. Right. It's like, right. oh, like how do you compete with that? Yeah. Fair. And also his name is Jim Caviezel. It's Henry Cavill who plays Superman. I just needed to make sure that I oh, get it. I was look like, like <laughs> though. Look you know. Alike, we do not have a very good track record Jesus with names. Jesus and Superman. <laughs> You know, it's... Uh... I mean, it's kind of similar, and they do honestly look very similar. Ming-Na Wen is starting it off, and she's the voice of... Mulan. 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 Oh, right. So that actually... So I really always like when, like, a um, one of a Di- Disney character mm-hmm. voice does it, because that's just... You like, want to hear them voice. I remember when Jody, Jody Benson did it. Yes. Ago, I saw that yes. video. It was the voice of Ariel. They had the guy who uh, did the voice of Beast... Uh, Robbie, ben- Robbie Benson. Oh my God! <laughs> 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 I know he was there at least one year. I don't oh, know if multiple. Is he your celebrity crush? Oh my, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'll Whoa. be honest. I'm so excited for Isabella Rossellini because she, I think, maybe did it last year, but she's doing it this year. She's the daughter of um, Ingrid Bergman from Casablanca. Oh, I mean, I if I was still living there, I would go. Again, because Pat Sajak, I mean, come on. Come on. Is he good? Give me a vowel, Pat. (laughs) That's how he he presents it. Like, give me a J. For Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then Marley Matlin, too. I think she's done it every year. Yeah, she's there a lot. Yeah. Edward James almost is a good one, though, too. I mean, I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. And, like, that, he, yeah. I never, I, I have never had the chance to meet him yet at a convention, and I'm sad. I, Edward, if you're listening, can you please go to a convention one year so I can meet you? Thank you. <laughs> I feel like California has had some real big, big names, though. 
And by that I mean I think that one of the Hemsworths did it last year. I saw a Chris Pratt video oh, maybe the last year at Disneyland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that's that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I would, it, would, it would make sense that Disneyland has big names. They well, they're all here. Yeah, they don't have yeah. to travel. Yeah, they're like, Orlando? No. Oh, Helen Hunt. Ooh, Robbie Benson's going to be in California. Yep, there well, it is. That's, maybe, I'll, maybe that's where I'll finally see it in Disneyland. Wait, the beast. Wait. So, moving on from Candlelight for now, um, a couple of the other shows that were um, that took place in the late '90s, early 2000s was a show called Rhythms of the World, uh, Mickey and the Gang Show. <laughs> I think it's called Mickey and the Gang Show, but wow, what a title. I just I just said it as if it's like the Gang Show, which I don't know what the that g- means. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> right, Mickey, we're gonna get you, she right. Um, International Songbook. Um, I watched a full video for International Songbook, and I my notes here is that it looks like a school play, except for the fact oh, that perfect. it was like costumed characters. So the costumed characters looks great; they always look great. But it's just like a navy blue or gray curtain in the background. It just oh my god, yes, looks so dumb. Um, <laughs> very low budget. Like they literally were like, "Oh, Snow White, you have a twenty minute break. Get on stage." <laughs> Um, this all the title also leads me to believe that maybe they had the Disney characters singing songs from other countries, which I would have paid to see. That's awesome and probably offensive. So a couple other shows that were there. Um, there was a show called The Power of Blast, which is a shortened version of a show called Blast, which was um, I don't know. Is that, exactly. like, is that like is that like stomp? Kind of. It was. Yeah. They described it as just like a like a percussion. I feel like I've heard. It. I remember thing. hearing about that back then. Not not at, at Disney, but like the show Blast. I think. I think Disneyland also had Power of Blast. Mm. Um, and then another one of the more prominent shows that is there actually started in. Um, 2001 and that is the eat to the beat concert series that started in 2001 2001 that's crazy so eat to the beat concert series is a free concert that runs in line with the food and wine festival in epcot um which has been running which had been running since um the mid-1990s in Epcot, similar to like Halloween Horror Nights, but not scary, but a way to bring um, visitors and locals into the park during the slower seasons, Um, like Cheryl's family, basically. We went every year. This is my um, personal favorite event that happens at the American Gardens Theater every year. Oh, yes. Um, For sure. So uh, someone confirm this for me. Every act that comes in performs for one night, but they do three sets basically three separate concerts that are like 30 to 40 minutes am i remembering this correctly yeah Mm -hmm. some of my favorites have been boys to men Mm. cool in the gang Mm -hmm. um who else am i thinking the oh cheryl who is the guy that we sugar ray or hansen sugar ray (laughs) oh sugar ray yeah hansen hansen is great though oh they do such a great show it's funny because Hanson, what, uh, did they have more than one song? I mean, or yeah. were they? If you are a fan of Hanson, they come out with hit every, a, a new hit okay, every year. Okay, okay. 
I just remember the one. To the public, there might be three. But my favorite part about the America Gardens Theater and when they have these acts, I don't. I would like to know the legal reasons for this, but they will always announce and be like, hey, tonight's performer is going to be Hanson, who's famous for such hits as I Will Come to You. And you want to say, <laughs> that is not the hit that anyone is here to hear here to listen to right right (laughs) absolutely umbop so maybe it's either the narrator being like there's no way contractually you can get me to say umbop or hansen is like we don't want to be set i don't i want to know well yeah they're like already known as like that band with that song yes but if you look at the list quite frequently the song that's listed next to the person is not the one that i feel like that's true yeah well, and I, f- I feel like every time – so this is like a little tidbit for you. If, if you go, most uh, – I should say, at least for most of the times that I've been, the, the like number one song that they're famous for usually is played in the last show. Yes. <laughs> or Or if it's like a really big one, sometimes they'll play it at the end of each of their sets. But like I've noticed that usually it's that last show that they do that they they hit whatever that big one is that they want to end on oh yeah like 98 degrees the song that they said for this year was one night uno noche i don't know about you but like that's not the song that i think about it's what song do you think about true to your heart by mulan what a great piece. i think hardest thing oh hardest of that music thing video so much better Maybe that's just like a funny eat to the beat ism where it's just like we say you're famous for the song you're not famous for. JK. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> who's laughing? Um, Ashby, um, have you, you been to these? You've been to these concerts. Yeah, like I, I used to go every year and see multiple, and then as it got more popular, I became less uh, a fan because, like you, like I don't like when things get too busy. And it got to the point where you'd have to line up like for this like for the first show you'd have to line up so early in the day or second show you're lined up and you're hearing the first show. So I just Yeah, that's I ended hard. up if there was someone that I liked, I would end up going and just like hang out in America and just listen oh, to yeah. them from sit on that fountain you know, and just hang out and eat a hot right. dog. Yeah, like grab something from the, the quick service there, hang out outside and enjoy the music from there. Um, but yes, I did go quite often when when I first was living there. One of the ones that I remember, I don't know why this one sticks out so much, but they, I think they were only there one year. It was the Village People. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. And they were as great as I thought they would be <laughs> in concert. Obviously, they are quite older now, and they've probably had a few replacements. You know, like I don't know if they were all original Village People. Um, and they did not have a full band backing them up. It was basically like a track, and it was just them singing. Uh, but it was still a lot of fun, and it's one of the most vivid memories of concerts. I mean, I've seen a bunch. I think, like, uh, the Beach Boys used to play there. Um, I would go every time they played. I liked all the older bands that showed up. I find that the older bands tend to come in the spring and like now it's like newer younger kids oh, yeah. for the fall. The, yeah, they've shifted for sure. So like this year they've definitely I think Hanson and Sugar Ray definitely kicked it off and kind of became 
pretty popular and showed what kind of audiences are drawn to Epcot. And then I remember when Boys to Men started coming out, and that is by far the craziest weekend. And if you haven't been or heard about it, you should go because those boys, two men, bring out roses and they give them to anybody who is dancing and having a blast. I sat front row for Boys to Men one year, Whoa. and it was it was. Um, absolutely amazing it was the best concert i've ever been to in my life oh my goodness so 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 i sat second row one time (laughs) not by my choice it was the people that i was with they were the huge fans of boys to men i knew probably two songs from them from when i was growing up so for me it was more of like i i was there to see them right but like i loved that I could watch everybody else because I didn't really care about the show. Oh, it is a sight to see the it's fans so fun. of Boys to Men and then the roses when they get. Oh, man, it's just a. Even if you don't like Boys to Men, go to watch the crowd because it is nuts. Yeah. It's insane. And you'll get swept up in it too because, I mean, all of those songs were on the radio when you were growing up. So you know them and you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. But that's the same feeling that you get for everything. And I will tell you. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Mark McGrath puts on a great show at Sugar Ray, and every year he brings the same jokes, and they're never getting old. They're still spectacular. He comes out. What are the jokes? So he'll come out, and he'll be like, this was the number one song in 2000 or 2001, and he'll say it, and then they'll sing it, and I think it was someday, and then at the end, he's like, well, to be honest, we never hit number one, but that was the year that Shares Believe came out, and it was too big that we couldn't top it, so (laughs) (laughs) number one in my book. And then, like, they always sing that one song, um... Uh, the blister in the sun and like they do all the fun stuff and then mark mcgrath is so great and wonderful he will come out into the audience and he will take selfies with literally any girl that runs up to him with a camera that's awesome including your girl cheryl but there are girls <laughs> that come year after year and get the same selfies with him and it's pretty cool to be able that's to like, connect with them that way he i actually like i i i enjoyed sugar ray uh well, it was never when they were out. I'm always, like, behind in the times with music. But um, he was on – did you see him on Big Brother? No. No. So they did a Big Brother celebrity edition. I think they actually have done two now. And he was one of the celebrities on the show. And his personality just – amazing. Like, what you've seen in concert at his shows, it just translated to how he was on the show. He's, he's quite the character, and he's really funny. Yeah, he. I mean, it seems like quite, he has a good attitude about it. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the Florida version of Ryan Seacrest, in my opinion. Even oh though he's God. not oh. from Florida, <laughs> that's a but great description. He feels like he easily could be. He feels right, very Floridian. Right. Yep. But um. Oh, I forgot. I just saw on the list, and I forgot that I saw them. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Is Smash Mouth is a fun one. One of my favorites. Whoa. I I get I get. I get ragged on because I love Smash Mouth so much, but like, I can't resist their music. It's so good. <laughs> I can't resist their music. Oh, it's Smash. amazing. Maybe I then, love it. I think then the America Gardens Theater might have <laughs> its own like oasis feeling when you get in there. That... Right. <laughs> what is? Wait, I'm sorry. I need to roll this back. What is your favorite Smash Mouth song? Oh gosh. Okay. There's. <laughs> So, You're mean, out of the oasis, oh. so you can't think of it. 
<laughs> right. Like, well, th- there's two that come to mind. There's All Star and then, um, oh, God, what's the name of the other Believer. one? Um, Believer. See, I wasn't a big fan of that Walking one. Walking on the Sun. But I, Walking on the Sun, that's it. Oh. That's it. Yep, 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 yep. I love okay. those two. We should, um, as we continue through this podcast adventure, we should have, like, at-bat songs when we... Like our own personal intros, and yours oh. can be Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh, it would be Smash Mouth for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, did not know you were a big Smash Mouth guy. Me neither. I I feel great about it. Yeah. One of my well, and I, I, they also like. I think where my big fandom came in was the. Did you ever guys see the movie um, Rat Race? No. What? Who's what? in it? What? Okay, so it's um. Oh God, what's Is her Mr. name? Is Mr. Bean um, in it? Yeah, Mr. Bean was. It was an all-star cast. It was like, freaking John Cleese. Um, what's that girl's name? Amy something? No, that's not it. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up now because and the guy you'll know the guy because he was like in all kinds of movies in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, let me pull up oh, Brecken Brecken Meyer. Oh yeah. And then Amy Smart, Whoopi Goldberg was in it. Whoa. Um, uh, what's his face? Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. Seth Green. Like, it was like a pure 90s cast for sure. But the movie was... Anyways, the movie was just fun. But what happens is at the end, there's a Smash Mouth concert that they end up, like, crashing. <laughs> and then I just... After, I was like, oh, I just love... I love them even more now. Wow. And they go out... Like, they, they take the movie out with the song. <laughs> it's that. so good. My favorite you, performer. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you haven't seen the movie. Also, oh, John Lovitz and Kathy um, Najimi. I always say her last name wrong. From Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. See the movie. It's great. All right. It's on my list. Done and done. My favorite performer at Eat to the Beat is definitely Hanson. And I like, too, that they tie in the food and wine thing to it. So if you don't know, they also sell their beers throughout the entire festival so you can get an um while you're oh. um oh. wow is that delicious okay. it, if you like hops and even if you don't like hops it's tolerable okay that's, that's a glowing review i say <laughs> two thumbs up from cheryl let's see who else are kind of um this year, though, I'm really excited yeah. because they announced two acts that, like, I'm definitely going to. One of them is, you know, finishing out my, like, 90s, early 2000s boy band craze. B.B. Um, Mac is coming. Oh, yeah. Mm. But then, like, this week, Joey Fatone and his friends. <gasps> so excited. Wow. Who are his friends? Well, they've at least told you that Chris Kirkpatrick is going to be there. And if anyone is a big ol' sync fan... That's two-fifths. That's a good old... That's two-fifths. <laughs> two-fifths. That's a good portion. I mean, it's kind of like one-eighth of NSYNC. But if you know their right. catalog, Drive Myself Crazy was pretty much primarily done by Chris, so you could at least expect mm. a live version of that. There you go. The other I'm a huge NSYNC fan. Chris has a beautiful voice. I hope he still has a beautiful voice. He Talk about Barbie effect. He'll always be... Way old. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was 30 in... When he was in NSYNC, when Justin yeah. Timberlake was 17. And then the other one is Ryan That's Cabrera, cool. for sure, is one of his friends. What does Ryan How Cabrera fun. sing? I forgot. On the way down. 
saw right. you and saved me from myself. Oh, that's a good one. That's oh, a, that's wow. That's a jam. Forget the way you left me. Um, okay, so this this is something. Oh you're... wait, I have to tell my. So you you mentioned Joey Fatone. Uh, so we were talking about boys to men, right? Correct. So that that concert where I was in the second row, I remember I was like waiting for the show to start, and I see a few people that I know from you know work in there, like oh hey how's it going? And then I look behind me, and guess who's sitting two rows behind me? Joey Fatone. Chris what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> Joey Fatone. Yeah, he was just hanging out there to see some boys to men. I think he's there all the time. Yeah, I've well, I him, learned. I've seen him yeah. there too. I mean, you, oh, yeah, I've learned, you haven't lived like, in Central Florida unless you've seen Joey Fatone out. Yeah, that's out. right, True. exactly. I was <laughs> Howl at the Moon playing drums. I saw him at Jelly Rolls Ooh. singing oh, a song. that's too funny. So, sounds like he hangs out at piano <laughs> bars just ask, waiting for someone to ask him to sing. I wonder if... They didn't so much ask him as he was like, no, guys, seriously, I can do this. And they're like, I don't that's, know. And then he's like, what if I bring my friends? And they're like, all right, I guess that's a seller. That is exactly right, what happened right. at Jelly Rolls. He was like, don't make me sing. And then he got up there and I was like, no one asked you. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, if you if you want me to, I will. Yes. It was awesome, though. I was freaking out. I was so excited. Joey Fatone. Yeah, and like he would go to the parks without like a, a tour like he would just be walking the parks mm-hmm. without a guide i once saw him at a megacon just wandering the tables buying up merch <laughs> yes and yet still i get star-studded when i see him yep and and have you had his uh hot dog oh yes at uh yeah mm-hmm, at fat one or whatever it's called they had one in the florida mall and now it is a food truck oh no that's kind of sad that it's not there no now we can just reach more people now it's a mobile. Yeah, nobody goes to the Florida Mall. He wanted to make sure that people could have his hot dogs. I mean, he's really made like a, a thing for himself, though, because he was the, the, the host of, um, what was that show called? It was like a singing Masked show. The, Singer. The, well, no, no. So he was a contestant oh, on The Masked Singer. What do I know? Yeah, and I was rooting for him because I knew, I knew very early on that it was him from all the hints they give. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Joey Fatone, like, you got to win this thing. And he was close. He, he, was, he got pretty close. Um, but there was a show, it was like, um, had to do with like bumblebees. Was it the singing the bee? Hell? The spelling bee? The, the singing bee. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was it. He hosted that. And then like, I feel like he just like, there's always, there's always, he's just always around. He's the Florida version <laughs> of Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> the actual Florida version of Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> right. He, I, mean, yep. I would be yep. surprised if he didn't run for like mayor of Orlando oh, in the next couple sure. of years. Right. Oh my that God. Then like the, the, air- step. the airport won't say Buddy Meyer anymore. It'll be like, or Buddy Dyer or whatever the hell his name is. It'll be uh, Joy Fatone. Hey, it's Joy Fatone. <laughs> Hey Welcome guys. to Orlando. Oh, that's such a great impression. <laughs> Thank you. And surprise, everyone, we have Joey Fatone here with us on the podcast. Yeah, hey, Joey, like, how are you? I feel like we're coming down a little hard on Joey. If Joey wants to listen to us, that'd be awesome. Oh, like, no, I would love it. We'd love to have you on. I Joey. don't want anyone to confuse this. We are all huge no. fans yeah. of <laughs> right. one Mr. Joseph Fatone Jr. And yeah. Yes. We love him very much, and I will be at all nine of his performances. <laughs> you will. Can you um, send along some videos of that over the next couple Absolutely. days? Absolutely. I will make sure to add it to the stories, um, to our Instagram podcast, You Are All Clear. Perfect. 
keep in touch. <laughs> but keep in touch. <laughs> Are you writing a letter? Like, what? Like, these Sincerely. shows at America Gardens Theater make me want a pen pal. So if anyone wants to be a pen pal, that slide into our Instagram DMs and I will write back to you. Oh my gosh, yes. You do have a history of that, yeah. making pen pal friends at the American Gardens Theater. Thank you. Um, Awesome. So Eat to the Beat is obviously very popular, very successful. So they've recreated this model of concert series for the other two Epcot festivals. <laughs> the first one was for Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, it's called Garden uh, Rocks. Garden. It is? I, it was. It, yes. Well, it had a different name, right? Because yes. it wasn't okay. like the Flower Power. The Flower Power Concert Series. And oh, then yeah. like two years ago, yeah. they changed it to Garden Rocks Concert Series. But that, I mean, it's the American Gardens Theater, and it rocks, and rocks are in the sure garden. Does. Sure does. <laughs> wow. This one used to be, I mean, a, a little bit on the less exciting side, but I think in the I was most say that. recent yeah. years, it has definitely picked up. Yeah. Well, wasn't it heavy, like, on the, like, I feel like it was very heavy on the 60s. Mm-hmm. Like the flower you know, power. Flower power. Yeah. But it was also, like, like sometimes you had the singer or sometimes you had the, like, the tribute band. Yeah, the, I felt yeah like that a lot was, of they, tri- more tribute They were bands. heavy on those, yeah, yeah. In previous years, my favorite was the Nelson family. I don't know if many of you know the one-hit wonder, um, the Nelsons, where they had the song, I Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection, which is a very amazing song. But then their father actually used to be, I think it's Ricky Nelson, and he had a song called Garden Party, which was very popular. Mm. So they kind of just mm-hmm. did a Joey Fatone and Friends of themselves and came out and sang sure. those, and it was it was spectacular. They don't come anymore, but... So 2019, some highlights from 2019's Garden Rocks um, was Starship. Starship. They come every oh, year. Oh, I'm great. a fan. Yeah, they've been there for a while. That's a good one. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yep. Good one. Sister oh. Hazel, another good one. Amazing. Oh, they used they actually used to be frequent to um, Eat to the Beat. Yeah, they did. So they, they swapped. I think what I always, and this is coming back to me now a little bit, um, all, a lot of these songs, a lot of these performers, I'm like, I'm not sure who that is, but then when you hear the one, like a song, the most famous song, you're like, oh yeah, but mm-hmm, you would have never mm-hmm. kind of like put that together. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of those. Whoa, and Mr. Stephen Curtis Chapman looks like he oh, came yeah. back around to perform last, this past year. So he sings and he also does the candlelight. Yeah. Professional. Can I tell you, I did go to see Rick Springfield and he almost does the exact opposite of Boys to Men. Um, Rick Springfield of Jesse's Girl <laughs> fame. And honestly, when you go to see him, you will have known a lot more of his songs than you thought you did. They're somewhere in your subconscious because that's what I found. But he took a large bouquet of roses and instead of passing them out, he just whacked his mic stand with him until there was a big what? mess on the floor and then he said hello everyone what oh, okay that sounds awful sounds like he's having a breakdown maybe oh they had the former lead vocalist obviously not steve perry but like of, of journey steve augary hmm. as a, a headline i'll call it a headliner as a uh, singer I wonder what he sang because, like, Journey's still 
touring. Sure. So like yes. he can't be singing journey songs. Maybe he did. I don't know what he Maybe so. Maybe he has the ability to do that. Yeah. I remember I the I saw Journey in concert twice and he was the guy who was singing uh at those times. The, it wasn't the um that guy they have now that they got from Fennel like, or something. The guy from YouTube. Yeah, which is an incredible yeah. story if you ever want to look it up. Yeah, amazing story. Yeah. It's another good one. I I prefer E to the Beat, I think, just because, uh, like you said, uh, genre or like um, generations. I think that's more what I like. Um, but this is, you know, it's another it's another good one. As I'm going through this list, this is the music that I love. You're so I need 75. to be going to the. Yep. I know. <laughs> Man, I need to go to the Garden Rocks concert. I was pretty excited that like Colin Hay from Men at Work, you know, came around because he, they sing a bunch of really fun songs. And then um, Richard Marks, which is always fun to listen to. Oh, someone that's like a fun that. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard, There's Marks so many good one. ones. Yeah, this is this is a pretty good list. I'm excited to see what they what they do. Oh, next and they've year. thrown in like they've even opened up some. They got some country singers. Lone Star is there. Um, I just saw another one, John Michael Montgomery. But these are all like, these are country singers from like the 90s that I I grew up listening to. Um, and this is the same setup. It's three performances a night. And Ashby, you said this earlier. Um, if you are lining up for the late performance, which I agree is also just from a mood perspective, you want to be in this theater when it's dark out. It's just that much more fun with the like lighting and everything. It's right. more immersive. But if you wait for the like the 6 o'clock or 6 whatever it is, 645 show, you're going to hear the entire, or if you're waiting mm-hmm. for the 8 o'clock show, you're going to hear the entire show at 630. It's just, that's a little yep. irritating. but It's kind of, it's like, it stinks. Like what, I guess what's nice about it though is that you get to hear those songs because typically they don't, most of the time they don't play the same songs every set. So you, I mean, I guess it's kind of nice, but it also stinks because you're like hearing the show and you're like, oh, I, I want to, I want to hear them for the first spoiled. time when I'm in the theater, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, some performers like Hanson will almost have a new set every single time, but then you got your Sugar Rays, who does the same jokes every set. And honestly, <laughs> there are pros to both. There is no shade on either. No. Right. 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 Um, and then the third kind of concert series type thing that they're actively doing in Epcot now at this theater is the... Um, one for the Festival of the Arts concert. Yeah. And it's um, basically they take former Broadway singers, most of which um, were in Disney Broadway shows, right? Yes. Um, and they'll have them do little review shows. And I think this, I've never seen this in person either, but I think I would be very, very interested in this concert series myself. You would love yeah, it. Yeah, I... It's it's pretty fun. I think I've only been, I think I went one year, but it was because it, it was this one's much newer. Yes, so this is like the newest version. Of yeah, this. I wasn't there very much longer after it came out. Yeah, it's called the Disney on Broadway Concert Series, and usually it's every weekend, and there's two different performers, 
and they switch them out so like it might be two weekends of one person to or of two people and then the next weekend of someone else um and usually they've had like the lady who debuted as mary poppins but she also played Belle in beauty and the beast mm. it was the mm-hmm. original tarzan from tarzan back when that was a show um, Great show. And they come out and they sing songs, obviously, that they're famous for, but they also sing just any song that, you know, was in a Disney Broadway that might be very popular or really current. Right. Yeah, so they don't just have to be singing the songs that they were, like, employed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen them perform at Epcot, but I have seen a majority of them on a Disney cruise at one point. Uh, oh yeah was this like a broadway cruise no it was just it was like they had this like vacation club cruise and i'm a vacation club member that's how i'm at disney so often but um they they would do those as one of the shows and they would kind of perform throughout the weekend and it was supposed to be an extra bonus and i i wonder if that's where they kind of found that this was a thing and this was really popular among um you know Disney patrons and that's why they brought it on land because it was pretty much the same thing but it would be like a panel of five of them and they would all sing and it would be like I think his name is um the guy who played Mufasa in Lion King and then um a bunch of different people oh Alton Fitzgerald White that's his name and then Kissy Simmons who played Nala Mm -hmm. they were wonderful too I think this just sounds like a lot of fun um, you know, you could grab a, a food and drink and just go like sit in this in this open air theater and listen to like Disney songs sang by really professional people. Sounds awesome. I think that was what the draw for me, like, because I, I, I mean, I've seen some of the Broadway shows, but I don't know these people necessarily. But like, you know the songs, like when they come out and yeah. sing, and it's it's a really fun. I. I I enjoyed it just because, like what you said, the Disney music is, you know, it's always great hearing Disney songs. For sure. This is on my list. That's something I would like to do within the next couple of years. And when does the um, Festival of the Arts run typically? Janu- uh, Mid-January through f- mid-February? Or is it longer than that? I think, it honestly, it picks up like the first or second week of January and then goes to the end of February. So it's not a very long festival, but mostly because food and or flower and garden is so popular. And as soon as it hits spring, that's when they want to debut that one. That's understandable. I know the the joke was becoming like Epcot was just becoming this like nonstop, like festival, like monster. Yeah. Like it just, whenever you go to Epcot, there is a festival happening. Yeah, which I don't know. I like. I kind of hate going there when there's not kiosks. See, I, I feel the opposite. I get a little claustrophobic when the pathways are too too scattered. I um, we were there, yeah, this past April, and it was Flower and Garden, but it felt even better than I think. Food and wine maybe is just I'm off food and wine right now. Mm. It's just a little too hectic for me yeah well it's yeah and like epcot during the food and wine festival if you go there during the evening or on the weekends forget it it is i mean i mean it's fun but like if you're like a person that doesn't like crowds and craziness then you might want to stick to an earlier time to go yeah Mm -hmm. middle of the week right at 11 o'clock when everything's open is pretty wonderful so long as the weather isn't like scorching hot 
Right, right. You can you can have a nice stroll around the countries at that point. Here's my other uh, food and wine recommendation for those who like to enjoy adult beverages. Um, I highly advise you to never buy the food booths versions because they're going to be expensive and very small. I recommend getting a beer or a cocktail at Morocco is usually the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. And then and then walking around with a full-size version of it um, and sampling the food. That's just my that's my little hot tip. Don't don't buy the $6 wine sample. It's not you don't you won't like it, I promise. Like you don't <laughs> you're you're cool, but you probably don't have that sophisticated palate to know the difference. So, hot take. Hot take. Hmm. Um, my only other note here about the American Gar- America Gardens Theater, yikes, um, was that for a short period of time in like 2015, 2016, the Voices of Liberty, which Ashby mentioned earlier, that like acapella group that sings like patriotic music in the lobby of the American Adventure, um, for a brief time did performances outside on the stage. I remember that, yeah. Um, and it was interesting, though, because when you're, their current show, um, or their, and their show they've been doing for decades, in the lobby, they all have, like, historical clothes on, and it's, it's acapella, but it's like they're singing America the Beautiful. I don't know, which I guess isn't. Well, yeah, they're song. singing, like, those, and, like, the old, like, older songs that, because sometimes they'll have, like, uh, well, I'm thinking of, um, yeah, she'll be coming around the mountain. You right. know, things like those old timer songs. Yeah, they feel a little bit more old, old fashioned. Um, yeah, I saw a video for the show that they did at America Gardens Theater, and it was a little bit more like nineteen fifties, like doo woppy acapella, mm, um, mm-hmm. which is definitely a thing, and it was cute and also very Americana, and it was it feels a little on brand. Um, personally, I much more preferred the the other the other show. So I'm glad they yeah, went Yeah, I think inside. for me, I remember hearing them singing from the theater. I didn't go into the theater, but I remember like, uh, you know, again, you're walking around. You're like, oh, I hear I hear somebody singing in the American Gardens Theater. Let me stop by and grab a hot dog and listen. <laughs> um, and they sound wonderful because they're just, I mean, they are like remarkable singers. But there's something about sitting in the hall at, inside the American Pavilion. Yeah. And just listening, because the acoustics in that room. Right. Yeah, no uh, one's mic'd. It's just acoustics. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's their place. Like, they, when they sing there, they bring in the crowds, and they just sound amazing. Like, don't, that's one of those things that's like, just leave it be, because it works so beautifully. And you're waiting, you're waiting to get into a show. It's like the appropriate um, type of entertainment. Um. While we're on the America Gardens Theater, I, I want to say that you can also get a funnel cake right near oh, the yes. entrance to the theater. That's yes. a good place. And they have seasonal funnel yes. cakes. So there's like a cookies and cream Ooh. sometimes, a pumpkin spice sometimes. Got to keep going back. I, so I would good. say like the, the, the America Pavilion has some pretty good food and, and drink right now, I'd say. I mean, it's classic stuff, but it's, it's reliable. It's pretty much America in a nutshell, right? Yes. So before we leave the topic of America Gardens Theater, I do have two shows that I know happen to be hosted there um, that 
were some of my other, I mean, Barbie aside, were some of my personal favorites. So back in 2000, and I will tell you, you know, 1994, Barbie, she came, she went, she broke my heart. Um, but then in 2000, there was Lord of the Dance, the River Dance. So the Irish oh, Step right. Dance was there from June 18th to August 26th. So not a very long time, but I do remember seeing it. And I don't know if you guys remember this. So back in the day, there used to always be infomercials for things. And there was a river dance one that played almost daily, along with the Carpenters all-time hits collection. I don't know if you guys remember those commercials at all. But this was around the same time. And so I got pretty big into river dance in the sense of I would jump around and tell my parents that I was yes. tapping. But I wasn't necessarily doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool and I almost wonder if that like kind of was the start of like the whole concert series I know like they're performers guest performers but bringing a big name like Riverdance up in there pretty big deal and I think that makes sense bringing the big name in bringing the big right yeah in. and then most recently so aside from the festivals the America Gardens Theater has been home to Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live, which is the summer happenings over in the theater. It is a performance um, themed to Guardians of the Galaxy where Star-Lord and Gamora um, come out, their characters in the film, and they sing songs that were kind of featured in the movie. So all of those awesome 70s songs that he plays on his mixtape, they sing live. And so um, it's live performers singing the songs they have a whole band that's back there and like lots of people dressed up like aliens dancing behind them it's a blast but the thing that i love the most about it was the food that they had associated so in the quick service restaurant they had like colorful sandwiches and like space looking desserts but my favorite was they had a boozy root beer that they called i am groot beer Okay. <laughs> Which is a character from the movie. That's amazing. That's cute. That is cute. I've seen videos of that. It looks like a, actually a really fun show. It's a nice place. Kind of. I mean, is it a little, is it a little random? I mean, no more random than Barbie, I guess. But it looks like a good show. Oh, for sure. I think Disney was like, <laughs> wait, we can have Guardians of the Galaxy in our parks. Let's go crazy. Where should we put them? good point who knows yeah. we have this empty yeah, theater sure. and a ride is coming here soon so let's kind of make that tie-in now maybe right i like that i was actually it reminded me a little bit of how star wars has been in hollywood studios and not not like star tours but like they did like um the march of the first order in yeah. hollywood studios mm -hmm. for like three years and you're mm -hmm. like jedi training okay. academy jedi training the, even just like the they haul that big stage out or they used to haul that big stage out every day and do like a like a it was like a movie basically like a, a emotional movie tribute to star wars and the characters would just get up there and like look around seriously oh yeah that's still mm -hmm. there and i'm not yep. making fun of it i actively sought that out several times <laughs> yeah you may fantastic. have stopped, stopped yeah. c3po a few times <laughs> Okay, I <laughs> I did because who is inside of that suit? It's a robot, Molly. Well, but yeah, you know, you know, good point. It is. It's a robot. But he's so human-like. He is very human-like. And if one would wonder what would a person if he were inside there, 
looked yeah, like. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's what I was so curious about. So I wanted to watch that a couple times. Stand off to the side. <laughs> and just follow him. <laughs> yeah, wait for him to come out. But yeah, I think that's... Are we missing any performances at American um, Garden so- Theater? There's one that I can think of, and I, I feel like there's a couple I've seen, but I remember, like, every now and then they'll do, like, a, you know, oh, let, we're going to film a talk, talk show here at Epcot. You're not wrong. And, yeah, and I remember going to see uh, a couple things. And, and the one, and I'm trying to remember, the one show that I saw. Rosie O'Donnell definitely filmed there. Yeah, there was, like, a Rosie O'Donnell show, like, a week of doing shows there. Um, the Wayne Brady show, I remember going and seeing. Uh, I feel like that didn't live past Epcot because no. that, that that show is not around did anymore. Not even know um, thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, and oh, the Brian Setzer Orchestra played for one of the shows, and I can't remember if it was Rosie O'Donnell or Wayne Brady, but I remember seeing them in concert at the American Gardens Theater. <laughs> Was there any others? Did Regis and did Regis and Kelly ever, or did they ever film their show there? I know that um, not Regis, but Kelly Ripa definitely filmed at Magic Kingdom, but I'm not sure about Epcot. Yeah, I'm. I don't remember. But it was like I remember because yeah, I, I feel like Universal does that a lot, where they'll have like Ellen will be there for a week, or um, Jimmy Fallon will be there for his show you know, they're in Orlando for a week or mm-hmm. so. I feel like Epcot did that for a bit, but I feel like it didn't stick. No. Well, yeah. I mean, talking about it, Boy, Boy Meets World filmed at Epcot, and that was a pretty big deal. Oh. That was according to yeah. first kiss. I used to right, love right, all the right. all the TGIF shows going to Disney. That There's always that episode, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bunch like Full House went there. Mm-hmm. Um, Roseanne ended up going there as well. That was well. a good one. Yeah. Those, it's funny. Those were the reasons. So I never went to Disney growing up as a kid. Um, I just got to go watching these shows. <laughs> like, So like as these families would go, the Tanners from Full House went. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Disney. And then the Connors went. And it was like. That's that was my buildup of like, oh, I want to go to Disney one day because seeing it through these television shows was my, you know, I don't know, just as a kid, that was that was my love for it, and I didn't get to go the first time I went to Disney is I was sixteen, so like, I was a girl, I was essentially like an old teenager. A gr- well, if you follow the way that I grow up, I, at that point I was like what thirty. Emotionally, you were <laughs> right. in your mature thirties. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, watching them on the TV was like, ugh, that was amazing. What an amazing ad campaign, too, though. No kidding. Oh, for sure. Uh, and they still do it because, like, what, what was it? They uh, do. Blackish, I think, was probably one of the more recent oh my shows. Gosh. That... that was also such a good episode of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was just great. It was a it was a different take on like the the classic mm-hmm. take your family to Disney. Right, right. Episode. ABC man. Man, they know what they're doing. All you know. Thank goodness that Walt Disney stepped in and asked them to fund half of Disneyland. Absolutely yeah, right. That's when that that relationship began. Yep, yep. Thanks, ABC. Thank you, ABC. Hmm. 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 (laughs) 
I mean, the American Garden Theater, Gardens Theater is just one of those places where I think, you know, maybe we take it a little bit for granted. Even trying to do research on it, like, it was rarely listed as its own thing. It was just lumped in as the American Adventure or, you know, listed below all the acts that were going to be there in the, you know, upcoming weeks or whatever. So maybe maybe next time you're there, get a turkey leg and take a couple minutes and then enjoy the view, yeah. right? When you're walking up to World Showcase, instead of quickly going to get your margarita or wondering if you're rushing off to the Rosen Crown pub, stop and look across the water at the beauty that is the America Garden Theater. And say, wait, is that a is theater? That the or theater? Wait, <laughs> wait, did it go away? What or? is that pirate ship? Wait, is it a right, pirate right. ship or is it like the Mayflower? Is that what brought them over here? Is that a friendship? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you look to your right, you probably will see Joey Fatone. That's Because he's always there. He's right there standing next to you. <laughs> he's like, hey, do you like this? Or do you want, what do you want me to sing? Or do you know, have you met do Chris? Do you want a hot dog? Patrick? Do you want a hot dog? <laughs> Ever had one of my hot dogs? <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our show. So, three performances. Yeah, we're good. We need to. I mean, once they like, w- when we become really big, mm-hmm. we will be doing live podcasts from inside. We will the America Gardens Theater. <laughs> and um, before that happens, we'll also be doing live shows in the bushes next to the America, America Gardens, Gardens Theater. Theater. <laughs> we're gonna be standing. So. No matter what. 